0: Welcome to the broadcast. This is a special edition. This is our monthly Godfidence Today panel. And today we are here with several of the Godfidence team. But tonight we have a special guest. We have Sarah Taylor Young with us tonight. You will absolutely love her. She is a singer, songwriter, uh, founder of uh, Step Into Freedom with her amazing husband. And they just have an awesome ministry. You already know uh, Victoria and Venetta Carter. You also know the amazing Greta Heisey and Samantha DeGrasse of Build Her A Bridge. I would love for you to go and follow all of them. Uh, Vanetta and the Carters, they have a podcast called Reigning in Him, and that is so powerful. And And Victoria, along with her sister Veronica and her other sister, they do it for kids. That's right. Podcasters for kids. I love that. And so and Greta is just she leads our worship for us and she loves just she's such a psalmist. For those of you that know Greta, make sure that you keep your eyes on this young lady because I can just see things bubbling up out of her for the Lord. I can't wait to see what he does. But tonight we're talking about something super important. We have an event coming up September the 25th uh, in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And it is from, um, you know, it's a morning type thing. It's not an all day thing. It is just like set aside time for you and your daughter, you and your niece, you and your little sister. I don't care who it is. You need to get out and get in on this because we're going to be talking about healthy relationships, your relationship with God, your relationship with your family members and relationship with friends. And it's very important in this day and age that we live in to have good, godly friendships. I believe in accountability. I believe in speaking the truth of love. And I believe that we all do better together. And God created us to be relational. So I'm going to kick it off tonight with our special guest, Sarah, because she is just so precious. I know I didn't tell her. I'm starting with her. She is so precious. she has a lot of wisdom. Uh, She's a young lady and a mother and a wife, but she's got so much wisdom where she's learned about relationships. So Sarah, what would you say? I know you've got a scripture there for us. And why don't you read us the scripture and then just kind of tell us what do you think is super important when it comes to relationships? Um, So we talked about
1: um, Ephesians. Oh my. Um, so my dog just threw up. That's great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Live feed, guys. That's
1: great. <laughs> um, it can happen. Yeah, we'll we'll just keep rolling. I'll get that in a minute. Um, so one thing I really, uh, um, you know, hold on fast to with with my relationship with my husband is the verse in um, Ephesians as uh, five twenty one. Mm-hmm. Um, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. For wives, this means submit to your husband as to the Lord. For a husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. He is the savior of the body, the church. As the church submits to you, so wives should submit to your husbands in everything. Um, So, for me, I came out of a domestic violence um situation with my first husband. And that was that was really, you know, just just a really big mistake, I think. Um I was young, I was very naive. I didn't really uh know what it would be involved to get in a relationship, a healthy relationship. But as as far as anything uh romantic, I, I really go to to that scripture because it talks about just kind of the respect that a husband and a wife should have. Um, A lot of times, you know, we we go and hear just one part of that verse and it's um, wives submit to your husbands, but it goes on. Wives uh, submit to your husbands and husbands treat your uh, wife as they would the church. Yes. And so it's like, it's a circle. It's a complete thing. So I I look at that as my kind of go-to for relationship issues across the board. It's kind of a do unto others as you would have them do unto you kind of scripture. So I really use that as kind of the foundation. Um, the marriage I have right now is it's wonderful. It's so healthy. We work at it every day, you know, and we're both people of God too. Like that makes such a huge, huge difference when somebody is in in the relationship where, where they are, um, a believer in everything, because then it is just a different kind of perspective, you know, um, sorry, I got off on a tangent. What was your question again?
0: No, that was it. That You nailed it. You nailed it. <laughs> we were talking about what does a healthy relationship look like? And that is a perfect model for that. I am a firm believer, whether it's romantic, whether it's friendship, whether it's family, whether it's uh, coworkers, anytime you want a healthy relationship. And I, I've done a lot of premarital and marital counseling. And, and I've had a really bad marriage and a really good marriage. So I, I have the full spectrum of that. But I always tell people it's like the triangle. OK, like here's you. Here's you know, and then the closer you get to God, the closer you become, because a relationship without it being Christ centered is always going to fail. It's going to fail because of the frailty of the human flesh. Okay, even for us Christians, we still have to crucify our flesh. Uh, We have to die to our flesh. And I'm glad you brought that up because it's a scripture that I use frequently when I've worked with couples and and in other relationships because. It is the golden rule. It is doing to others as you expect them to do to them. And if husbands and wives submit, or even in friendships, that iron sharpening iron type of thing, we we become so much stronger because we're doing it unto the Lord. You know, the scriptures tell us, whatever your hands find to do, do it unto the Lord. And we think, oh, that's our career, or that's our calling, or that's our giftings and our talents. Look. Relationships are like that too. They are unto the Lord, and when we submit that to the Lord and and follow His map, we're always going to do good. So that's pretty amazing. So and thank the
2: you. Too about being equally yoked is also when Sarah was sharing about her husband. That's what yes. the scripture came to mind about being equally yoked.
0: That is incredibly important because I'll tell you what we have all seen firsthand what can happen because if if you are not following christ if you're not submitted to the lord You've got two other voices you're listening to. There's three voices, the voice of the Lord, the voice of your flesh and the voice of the enemy. And, you know, when someone is not following the Lord, you know that those other two are rare enough. Who wants the flesh and the enemy going on in your, in your relationship? I don't know. I'm just saying. So, uh, Samantha, why don't we go ahead and jump over to you then and you add to that? Because I know you also, um, wanted to read a scripture tonight. So we'll. We'll throw it over to you now. I do, but you stole one of them because it was about iron and sharpening iron. So oh. that was really good. Well, quote it so but, they'll know um, where it's at. Okay, it, look, I'm gonna let me take notes over here. I'm gonna put some notes in here so I can go back for them. The uh, iron sharpened iron is found in Proverbs
2: 27:17. But um the other one that I have is Proverbs 1320, and it says, Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. It's almost like that saying, like, birds of a feather kind of flock together kind of thing. That's what that reminds me of. Just being careful about your friend zone and who you allow in your inner circle. Like I always tell my daughter, sometimes we're very careful even about who we allow in our house just because certain spirits can jump off of them into your house. So we're very careful about that. But that's why... As it says in Joshua, as for me and my house, we will praise the Lord. We will serve the Lord. I mean, we put anointing oil, you know, all over the four walls and the four doors of our house and every single corner from the north, south, east and west. Just, you know, you just have to be careful about that. But going back to the healthy relationships, it's so important and you know I'm a huge mental health advocate you know people talk about going to the doctor all the time for physical but not about mental like it is so important to cater to and pay attention to the relationships that you have it makes a huge difference if you are not surrounding yourself with not just positive people like you know like preppy patty and and everything like that's not realistic but I mean just really healthy solid people um, that speak scripture, not just positivity. I don't want you to just quote the the nice, good stuff, but I want you to quote scripture to me. Let me go back to the word. I mean, everything, just being careful about who you surround yourself with has a lot to do with your healthy relationships. Oh my goodness. It is and vital. Choices and, and you know, just, I don't know, just praying over you and speaking truth and positivity into your life. And I mean, just the and the flip side of that is if you surround yourself with the negative and the Debbie Downers and everything, I mean that takes a physical toll and a mental toll on you. So, two sides to it. You
0: know. can I yeah, go ahead,
1: Sarah. So, I think the biggest thing um, we can do, the first thing we need to do, is start having relationship with ourself and with God, mm. like that. I. I w- went into recovery when I s- really started working on myself. I went into celebrate recovery and that's when I really started um getting myself better um before uh, uh, sorry, it's my daughter, she's going to sleep. Um celebrate recovery and really working on myself and that's where I really started finding changes and seeing huge changes in my marriage, like there was a time where I was like, this is not working. This is not going to work. I just want to give up. But when I started taking care of myself and like monitoring what I watch on TV, you know, thinking about what's what's bad, eating healthy, um, having me time, that's such a concept, right? For moms, (laughs) that's really when I started to see changes um and then i would journal every day mm-hmm. with with i would have time with him so i think for those people women or men if they're having that any kind of struggle in other relationships it's got to start with yourself Amen. And God. like it's got to start there you are no good to anybody else if, if you're not good to yourself first, and I yes. learned that the hard way with postpartum. <laughs> <laughs> I had a hard time with postpartum. Um, I'm still learning how to take care of myself and codependency and all those things. But I've learned through the years, you have to take care of yourself or you're no good <laughs> to anybody else or yourself. So.
0: This is so true what you're saying, Sarah. And and if you don't know a lot about Samantha, I know you just met Samantha, but build her a bridge. She is a huge advocate for mental health. So she's trying to get this concept to the younger generation, to the girls that are like going, "Why do I feel this way? And what is going on inside of me?" And I'm redirecting them to help so that they can learn this, so they don't end up like me in their 30s, a wreck. You know what I'm saying? And then trying to go through it. And I love the fact. That, uh, Sarah mentioned celebrate recovery. I refer more people to that support group than any other group because it's for hurts, hangups and um, habits. And so all everybody's got one of those. I come to say if you've been on the earth for any amount of time you've been hurt, uh, we all can find ourselves, um, you know, habits are not just drugs and alcohol. We're going in tomorrow launches suicide awareness month and recovery month. And today is national or actually not national. It is worldwide uh, overdose awareness and people that use drugs and alcohol want to feel different because they're trying to cover up their pain and many times it comes from a relationship a bad relationship uh, praise God that Sarah got out of her domestic violence relationship I've had my own you know issues with codependency and and abuses being in abusive situations and things like that but many people do not So if you're watching this broadcast and you know someone share this out to them, because it's very important that we talk about the tough stuff and that's what good friends do. Good friends hold each other accountable and they, they use the word of God as a mirror and they go to God and they're, you know, that's why on the airplane they tell you, you got to put the mask on first before you can help the other person because you can, I don't care what you're doing. You can't help someone. And you know, um, I guess it was last year I wrote an article for, um, and by the way, Samantha, you and I are both, I haven't talked to you, but we're both going to be in the edition of Lifeline Magazine in December. I know you know that you're in there, but you probably didn't know that I'm going to be in there. But about a year ago, I wrote an article about for the abuse and they, when Dolores reached out, she's like, can you write an article about, um, you know, abuse? And I'm like, Sure, no problem. You know, been there, done that, got the t shirt, know what the word says, know how to handle that. And then I got the assignment and I had to write an article to the abuser. Ouch. I was like backpedaling, going, uh, yeah, okay, I know, but Jesus wants to save the abuser too, right? And I'm going, I can't write this. This is a major trigger. I don't have success in this. My my abuser had never found Jesus. You know, <laughs> it's like, and then I flip back in my catalog of clients over the years, and so many like narcissistic type behaviors where people did not get help. And so, but listen, if you're watching this, whether you're the abuser, you've been abused, healthy relationships is how God designed us. He wants us to be in those, seek those out. So I won't get on my tangent anymore about that. It's important, important, important. Know that God did not design you to be in something where you are being hurt, used, abused. If you are, please reach out, get help. Help is available. You don't have to stay in that situation. So anyway, with that being said, thank you, ladies. That's so good. I'm going to throw it over here to Greta because Greta is she's like she just turned 18. So she's dealt in the last decade with girl drama. Okay, I'm sure at some point, uh, we all know it doesn't stop even in adulthood. We have to be careful because God created women with twice as many words as men. And so we talk and, you know, and we just we can mess things up pretty easy. Okay. So, Greta, what would you say to the young ladies that are out there that are trying to find relationships? What is something you personally look for? Because I know you have very high standards because you take the word of God. And so, what would you tell a young lady that's looking for a true friendship? What does that look like for your generation? Mm, that is such a
3: good question. Um, well, one, like it is so important to find a community. Um, of godly believers and godly women specifically. Um, it's just, there's there's something about when like the people of God get together, you know, and God shows up. It's just, it's very encouraging to someone who's hopeless or, or maybe feels like they don't have a place. And I know I've been in that place uh, multiple times in my life. And um, I guess I would say like, you know, obviously pray about it you know, tell the Lord, like Sarah was saying, you know, you start with yourself. It's a heart condition. Yes. So having that vertical relationship with Jesus and, and and talking to him like you would a friend, because, you know, if, um, if you talk with friends that you have on a daily basis and, you know, you listen to them and it's, it's communication is back and forth. It's not one way. It's, it's a relationship, you know? So why won't we be that with Jesus, you know? So tell him about those things. Tell him that you need a community of godly women or even one friend. Honestly, all you need is one godly friend and influence. And, um, honestly it's, it can be difficult to find just one person or, or two or whatever it is. But, um, Honestly, what I do is I just I kind of survey a room and think who who is most like minded like me. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird, but I people watch, you know, I feel like we all do in some form or fashion. We people watch, you know, we're like, OK, what are they doing over there or at the <laughs> mall? You're like, that's interesting. Like, <laughs> you know, so so do that if it's like in church or wherever and and be bold, you know, if. just like you are with Jesus and talking to him, be bold, walk up to someone and be, introduce yourself. And, um, and that might, might be more difficult for some than others. And I know for myself, I'm like mega extroverted. So that's (laughs) not a big deal for myself. Um, and or also you could reach out to someone on social media. I know that's a lot easier to do now with like DMs and, um, Honestly, just start by speaking their language. If you have something in common, talk about what you have in common, um, you know, music, say like, Hey, I notice you play this, like I, I do this. So start starting with common interests and, you know, observing who they are. And if that's someone that you would like to be like, or grow more with, and you see that, then reach out, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, just like you would with Jesus, just ask I him and that. talk to them. So. I guess that's what I would say. That's That's really
0: good. That's really good because a lot of times people don't know how to select friends, quality friends, Mm -hmm. and they end up in relationships where they think someone's a friend. But if you have not like people watched and observed, the Bible says that we know them by their fruit, right? Mm -hmm. And so if their fruit is stinking, we need to run. So, you know, Victoria, you are 13, right? Is that right? Okay. So, listen y'all okay so this is one of the wisest 13 year olds on the planet so listen very carefully what she has to say Mm -hmm. okay so i know that you are in a large group of young ladies because i've seen like videos of your living room jamming okay they all you know musical and hanging out and jamming and everything so what is an ingredient that you think is important for people that worship together and how do you maintain those those godly relationships
4: Um, well, um, well, me and my sisters, like whenever we like do the music sessions and stuff like that, I feel like since everyone has like a different form of worship to just like open the environment to different forms of worship, like Mm -hmm. some people can sing, some people just raise their hands, some people just stand there and just close their eyes and just meditate on the words, stuff like that. And I feel like it's good to not. Not that you have to know what it is, but to know what your form of worship is, so you're not looking around trying to look like other people's and you're really not getting anything out of it.
0: That's a good friend where you don't just try to mirror what they're doing and say what they're saying like a parakeet. That is very dangerous for those of you watching. If you're a young person and you're watching and your girlfriend is like going to Victoria's Secret and they're like picking out some inappropriate stuff. And then all of a sudden you find yourself wanting to do that, too, because you think it's cool. It's not cool um god created us to be individual and he created us to be you know we're fearfully and wonderfully made so i think in what you're saying victoria is let people have permission to express themselves but in other situations the flip coin of that is is that we don't ever want to be drawed in to something that doesn't glorify god and so but i absolutely love i love it when your mama you know, she'll send me something and I'll be like, look at that. I love that because your generation is under attack and you're fully aware of it, that the enemy thinks that he's one and he is not because the prayers of the righteous develop much. And when we've got 13 year olds like Victoria and 18 year olds like Greta, and then we've got experienced women like Sarah and Vanetta and Samantha praying and standing in agreement, we got something going on. So that's really good. Thank you, honey, for saying that. That's important to know. Okay, so Vanetta, you, you have all kinds of relationships, okay? For those of you that don't know, in addition to her, her podcast, uh, Reigning in Him, she also is a prayer support at uh, CBN, right? Yes. So you deal with all kinds of personality types, all kinds of people, types, all kinds of demographics all over. And so you've been exposed to so many different type of cultures. What is important to you when you're looking for a close relationship? Because when I look at relationships, I always use the analogy of the auditorium, your front row people that know you inside and out. Those are the people you call when you're in crisis going to stand with you, pray fast, whatever. Then you got your people up in the, you know, the balcony area, which is like your coworkers, the people that know you extended family, whatever. And then you got people that are in the parking lot, OK, because they done messed up in here. They outside. OK, they're in the parking lot. And then there are people that's not even allowed on the property anymore. OK, uh, they just they can't even come in your sphere of influence. So talk to that, Veneta, uh, about those healthy relationships that you look for. Well, one thing that I look for is I look for a person who
5: is a person of integrity. Yes, that I've always told my kids is be the friend that you desire to have, Mm -hmm. be a person of integrity, be a person of your word, you know, let your yes be yes and your no be no, you know, be whatever it is that you are looking for in a person. You should become that because you're going to draw what's in you. Mm So. One thing that I do is I watch, I people watch as well too, Greta. So you was definitely speaking my language and you were saying that because I think it's important that we know people for at least four seasons because for some reason, people act different in the summer than they do in the winter. They act <laughs> different in the fall than they do in the spring. So I have to watch your life. I have to watch how you are with other people. I have to watch how you carry and conduct yourself because i too have a high standard but i also keep myself to a high standard because i understand that i'm serving a god of excellence so i need to be the person of excellence not to be perfect because i'm not perfect but i want to live my life in a way that glorifies god so if i tell you that i have your back i have your back and i I want you to know you can call me three o'clock in the morning i'm up and i'm praying you know, so I just want to make sure that I'm exhibiting what it is that I'm looking for. Like I hear people say, you know, a half and a half make a whole. No, a whole and a whole makes a whole. Because if I'm giving you half, who's getting the other half? I'm just saying, you know, so <laughs> I just, I just give what I, what I want to receive. That's what I give out to people. That's so I just want to be always known as a person of integrity, a person of character a person of my word and a person that lives out, not just on a stage, but I'm living out my life in a way that glorifies God. Yeah, so I wanna, to add, is, I wanna that is, add to hey, what you were saying ahead, too. Samantha.
2: I wanna add to what you were saying too about p- besides like people watching and how people act different in the four seasons, but you also wanna see how those healthy relationships, how they act when times are good and then when, t- when there's times of difficulty.
4: Come on. Oh,
2: people definitely yeah. act different when things yeah. are good and things are right and well, but then when things are adversity and things are not going your way, how do how do yes. your friends handle that? Yes. Because yes. those friends are also a reflection of you as well.
0: Mm. Good, good, good. I just want to. Uh, Vanetta mentioned something so important that I just want to piggyback on the late great Dr. Miles Monroe. Have y'all read any of his material? Uh, he's an amazing man of God. He um, he wrote a book called uh, Married, Single, Separated, and Life After Divorce. I know it's a really long title, but somebody falls in that c- category somewhere, okay? Um, and he said that I and I loved this, and I've always shared this with clients is that, and Vanetta said it. Whole whole whole, you know. Uh we don't, you know, if you're trying to get someone to fix you, uh friends are there to, to sharpen you, to hold you accountable, but you you can never get out of another person. what you can only get from God, and so He will not allow us to become codependent, you know, unless if we choose to, we're we're running right into the enemy's camp. If we're expecting a friend a spouse, a boyfriend, anybody to meet our need that only God can meet. But he created us so what we can grow together and in areas that were broken, we can mend, you know, and share because heal people help heal people heal and, you know, hurt people hurt people. And so it's incredibly important. So Sarah, talking about the seasons, go ahead and add what you want to say. But I know I've seen you shouting like going, I get that girl. Come on, talk to us. Tell us what you're thinking. Uh, well, first of all, I think it's
1: really important in a relationship to to have boundaries. You oh, what come I mean? on. That's yes. one of our topics. That's, yes, no. come on. Not just in family members, you know, like in in any kind of relationship, in your in your uh, marriage, in your um, I, I have a couple of girlfriends that I check in on. Uh, my tendency is to want to fix them because I'm the con- codependent control, but I have to bring it back and say, "Okay, Sarah, remember, you are not you're their friend. You're not their god. You're not their fixer." You have to be there to love them, you know, offer advice, but also say, can I give you some advice? Don't just blah, give it all out at one time, you know, because then that makes the person feel like, well, I just feel like that's my mom or something, you know, you've taken on a whole different role rather than just, just your friend, you know, mm-hmm. so there, there just needs to be boundaries on both sides. And I think if you are willing to give those boundaries and then it'll be easier to, to receive them on the other end. Um, you were talking about seasons. Um, Yeah. Sometimes we get in relationships and they're just completely different than what we thought, you know, and it's just like, whoa, like what just happened, you know? So, so I think it's really important what Veneta was talking about. You have to be very careful in your friends and, and choosing them and watching them, how they might change with the seasons, you know? I mean, you're not going to find somebody that's perfect, but you want to try to find somebody that you want to try to emulate and and be like. Um, So, yeah, I I just, I've had some situations, especially in the last year when I was like, okay, that's not what I thought they were that it's, it's heartbreaking, but you know, at the same Mm -hmm. time, God sometimes gives us people for just a season, not for your entire
0: life. Yeah, I believe that we have friendships. Sometimes they're for a season and sometimes they're for a reason. And what you said is very important to understand because as women, we are God created us to nurture and we automatically try to do that. And there's a fine line between that nurturing and that trying to fix everything and unsolicited advice never goes well. Okay. even solicited advice doesn't go well. I can't tell you how many times people have sat in my office and I've told them, I'm like, but it's what the word of God said. I didn't say it. It's good advice. God said it. And they don't care. (laughs) So that's super important. And so I think all of us have found that fine line where we have known someone and then we're in the valley And all of a sudden you can't find those. And so I love what the said, I'll be up praying for you. Call me and reach out. And sometimes I think because um, there's such a heaviness of comparison among women. And that's why I love this group of women so much because like we don't compete, we don't compare, we just real, you know, and we just talk about it, but we could all, Speak to that because we've been there, okay? Maybe when we were younger, maybe less experienced in life, and or um, that whole trap. So, who wants to talk about comparison? Let me see. Show and some hands here, okay? Go ahead, Sarah. <laughs> um, so I
1: I was always Facebook is not your friend, okay? <laughs> if, if you are, nor are the to... comments.
2: The comments are not either. Turn off comments. <laughs> yes, yes.
1: Facebook is there to make money off of you putting out information. Okay, that it's not your friend, you can use it for cool things. It's an amazing piece of technology. But at the end of the day it is not your friend. Okay. Um, and gosh, when, when I really experienced this, when I became a mom, and even beforehand, when I was pregnant, like, Okay. You, it seems like mom, all of us being a mom is all of a sudden an Olympic sport, you know, (laughs) um, you've got a bronze medal, a silver medal, you know, it's like, well, you're this type of mom. If you do X, Y, and Z, well, you're this type of mom. And I'm just like, I had a hard time postpartum and it was because I was, putting so much pressure on myself. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I had some things with, with my mental health and and dealing with this past trauma too. But a lot of it was should I cloth diaper or should I do the real diapers? Should I do uh, breastfeed or not breastfeed? Like it's it's is your child alive at the end of the day? <laughs> you no, know, sometimes it's let's put the pressure off. Have you raised a successful child? Maybe I don't know. Are they still alive? Are they fed? Are they clothed? (laughs) Are they, you know, sometimes it's just get back down to those basics, you know, and everybody's story is so different. Yes. You cannot go on on Facebook and think, oh, I need to have that. Everybody's got their stuff too. Absolutely. Knowing it.
0: That's right. That's what we
1: always
2: do comparison, though. We can't ever get away from comparison. We compare prices on clothes, compare prices on electronics, compare, I mean, hair color. I mean, everything we always compare. The thing that we as women need to not do is compare ourselves and put ourselves up against other women and say right. that, you know, that, oh, right. well, they're better than me or I'm better than them. And how can I get what she has? Well, you don't need to have what she has because God didn't, It's God's not ready for you to have that when god's ready for you to have that you'll have it there's no reason to compare yourself off of people's success or the zeros that they have in their bank account or or you know anything and success could be financial success could be business what i mean there's a lot of different umbrellas under success as well but we women we always do that that's like in us i mean in our culture in our society right now and there's no need for it there's no need for us to compare and pit ourselves up against other people. That is almost the opposite of having a healthy relationship and a healthy boundary. That's almost setting yourself up for disaster and failure. Failure.
0: That's incredibly true. We do. We, we have, you know, we do have that comparison, but it is a trap and it's a thief of your joy. It is a thief of your joy because again, whenever we get to the point where we've done the one on one work with the Lord, you start to reduce that. Every once in a while, the enemy tries to creep it in. But I can look back over my life and I get—I don't know, man, I, I just had so many issues with people pleasing and the fear of man and all of that. And when I shook that stuff off, you know, it is like that is toxic for relationships. You can not only tear yourself down, but tear someone else down. So Victoria, you know, in middle school, Everybody's trying to find themselves, right? And so you probably see a lot of this. Does your generation, do you see, you know, kids at school try to compare themselves to each other or, you know, up it like, you know, what backpack are you carrying and what shoes are you wearing and all that? Do you see that? Yes. So it starts at a young age, right? When did you start noticing that other people were caring about that? What age do you think you started noticing that?
4: Well, um, well, when I first went to public school, which was in like first grade, then I would get bullied and I would compare myself to people to see why Mm -hmm. they thought they were better than me and stuff like that. So I think that comparison is just something that people automatically do without even realizing.
0: Yeah. And you're, and I know younger kids are not that easy going um, there, you know, and there's a whole thing about that. And for those of you that want to know more about that, Samantha and I did a broadcast one time talking about bullying specifically. And, and our girl, Nettie, uh, who is going to be at the September 25th event, she's um, she's got, what is it? Friends Forever Club that talks about bullying, because that's a serious thing. And I'm glad that you brought that up, Victoria, because even as adults people can be bullied and you know we it's manipulation as an adult okay usually uh you know control manipulation all of that so it's really important that the enemy is not um he's not creative he tries the same stuff with the first grader as he does with a freshman in college or a woman in you know having her first child i mean he comes in there and tries to steal our joy so for those of you watching remember comparison is not your friend, okay? Compare your shoes prices, okay? Compare your sales and all of that, like Samantha said, but shake off that stuff because you are, when you know who you are and who you belong to and you get that sense of confidence, that does not come overnight, okay? It takes trials and tribulations and things to where we grow and some days we're stronger than others and some days we're hormonal and we're just really weak and it might be like, oh, I. I wish my hair didn't have to go up in a bun today or whatever. And and as soon as that thought comes in, you take that thought captive and you take authority over it because God does not make junk and we're all fearfully and wonderfully made and we're all beautiful in God's eyes. And I don't care what color, what size, what race, and none of that stuff matters. He loves you and he loves you the way that you are. So I don't know who that's for, but it's for somebody. Uh, So Greta, you know, College age girls. Okay. Does it stop there or does it get worse? <laughs> um, honestly, I feel like it's something that
3: you deal with your whole life. It's just how you deal with it. That matters. Um, honestly, for myself, that's something I've struggled with for many years and you're so right. It does still your joy and it kills your own potential and, and talent to do things hmm. completely and effectively. Um, honestly, it, it, it all comes down to that, what you're filling yourself with, what yeah. you're allowing into your mind and, and eventually so what takes root in your heart. And when you come into those um, situations where you begin to get anxious or um, something sets you off and you're getting angry and um, take those things as warning signals like anxiety mm. and just like you would in your car say like when your check engine light comes on or you know like running low on oil those are warning signals for something that's wrong in the car just that's like right. anxiety and depression and those things those are warning signals that something's wrong yes it's not going right you need to take it to the manufacturer yeah you and so, same thing with comparison, and when you see your joy level is running really low, take it up with God. Yeah. You know, ask Him to restore to you the joy of your salvation, and He mm-hmm. will. He will. He hears you. He sees you right where you're at. Keep keep talking to Him. Keep asking Him. When you see those things come up, you'll begin to recognize them and and take them to to God right away, and you'll just start to see that how how much quicker you can recognize those things and, and immediately shut it down. Like you said, take every thought captive to the name of Jesus. Like you have no power over me. I am unique as an individual compared to them. We're both beautiful. We're both special in different ways. God loves us each in a unique way. And so when you think about that, it's like, It's just such a sweet thing to know that Jesus loves us each individually in such a special, unique way. You know, he did make us fearfully and wonderfully in his image, you know? So how we hold ourselves matters. If you're constantly lowering your standard to something that you think is better over here or what they have to them, that is who they are. Don't lower yourself to who someone else is. You're lowering your own potential to be who you're meant to be. Be true to yourself, be original, don't lose that.
0: So good, man, I'm telling you. Go ahead, Sarah. <laughs> uh, yeah, um,
3: I I belong to a,
1: a songwriting group in Nashville called Global Songwriters um, Connection. My girl, uh, my mentor, uh, Cherise Fulturi, she is always telling all of us songwriters and artists, you know, she says, Stay in your lane because you can get so easily distracted by somebody else's highway and how fast they're going. Like, you know, well, what if that's not meant for you? You know, what if that's not meant for you as an artist or a songwriter or a person stay in your lane Everybody has their own, (laughs) everybody has their own path they're meant to walk.
0: It's really good. I wrote a whole book about uh, lanes, about uh, the the breakdowns that we experience on the highway and and getting stuck in the in the court and the roundabouts of life and all of that. And that is so true. If we stay in our lanes, we won't endure that. So, Greta, that was amazing. So, (laughs) Veneta, come on, girl. I know you. I know you got something (laughs) bubble up in your spirit. I can tell when Veneta's got something going on here.
5: Go ahead. Um, I just wanted to share that most times we don't see things the way that it is, we see it the way that we are. And I know for me, you know, growing up because I had a low self-esteem, I always felt like an inconvenience. Mm -hmm. So even if I would talk to people, I always felt like, oh man, that wasn't smart, what I said. Oh, they're probably mad at me. They're probably, you know, looking at me. They probably realized that I'm not smart. And, you know, so until I became a Christian, and realized that my identity was in Christ, that I was no longer defined by the world, and I was who God said that I was, then every area of my life began to increase mentally, spiritually, emotionally, physically, because not only did I know who I am, but I knew I knew whose I am. You know, so it's so important to have the right perspective about yourself, because you can't give people what you don't have. That's right. You know, that's why it's so important that I'm whole and I'm one in Christ, so that I can pour out from that rivers of living water onto other people. Because I believe that some people are a blessing and some people are a lesson. You have to be able to know who is who, you know, and be okay with it. As the Lord revealed those people, you move on gracefully, but you just love some people. You have to love them through different things because some things are taught, but some things are caught. Sometimes right. you have to live out being that friend so that they can see, okay, this is what being a friend is like. You know, so I think it's so, uh, I don't believe in coincidence. I know every person that the Lord allow us to cross path with, is on purpose for his purpose. Right. So I just live my life intentionally where I maximize every moment, every moment. is so important to me. I try to be intentional and maximize
0: every moment. That's so important, especially in relationships and it's investing in the relationships and valuing the relationships. And so I want to cover, I know we're getting close on time, but I want to cover a topic because it it comes in and like you said, some people are, are everything the good the bad the ugly god uses in our life and and all of us have had either the ex-husband or the or the friend that stabs you in the back and all of those things and god takes all that pain and he uses it and he teaches us so that we don't have to go down that path again right but there are some scriptures that speak to that and i just want to read one that's in uh first 1 corinthians fifteen thirty-three, and it says do not be misled now how much i mean that's like straight up telling us Don't miss it here, okay? And then it says bad company corrupts good character. And so as Christian women and we have such a heart and compassion, we want to see everybody come to the Lord. But sometimes there's that fine line there where we can end up in a toxic relationship or uh, a relationship. I mean, God sends people into our life. But the enemy tries to send people into our life, too. And so I want to speak to that. Also, in Proverbs 16, 29, the New Living Translation, it says, a troublemaker plants a seed of strife, and gossip separates uh, best friends. And so these are things that we recognize now, but maybe maybe we didn't when we were 13 or or 10 or whatever. But now we see that. So uh, what would you say, y'all? And whoever wants to raise their hand, chime in on this. What, how do we recognize that? And I know we talked about seasons and eventually seeing people for their fruit and things like that. How do we handle those situations when we recognize that that person is able to pull us down off of a table easier than we can pull them up? What do we do? Pray from a distance, who wants to speak to that?
1: You cut out a little bit, Maggie. What was the question again? Sorry.
0: I was talking about how do what do we do with the toxic relate or the relationships that we realize like maybe we've been mentoring someone and and maybe all of a sudden we realize that they're they're almost influencing us more than we're influencing them Uh, because we we want you know. Unsafe people will not get saved unless Christians expose themselves. But sometimes there's that fine line between where toxicity comes in, where the enemy sends somebody into your life. And it just really is to try to pull you down instead of you pulling them up. So how do we recognize that? And what do we do when we do recognize that?
3: Oh,
0: come on, girl. Yeah, come on, Victoria.
4: Oh, I feel like we should never get so close and attached to someone that their lifestyle or what they believe makes who we are change because of that.
0: Come on. Say it again, honey. Say it again.
4: Um, that we shouldn't get so attached to people and so close to people that whatever they do affects us, no matter what it is, whether it's good or bad, that we just follow them like a duck following the parent, just following around like follow the leader when we should all be our own people. Like you can have friends, but never be so close to someone that whatever you do, they do or whatever they do, you do. Because you guys, just because you guys are friends does not mean you guys are one
0: person. That's so good and so important to recognize, especially at 13, if y'all are watching this uh, and you know a tween or a teen that needs to hear that, it's important because when our relationships are, are, are founded, in in the blood of Jesus, through the Christ, through Jesus Christ, uh, we find ourselves at least using the Word of God as a mirror. And that's how we handle our relationships. And so when we get outside of that and we start to recognize that, then we have to go back to what Sarah was talking about and Greta was talking about. What are we putting in us that is allowing us to be exposed to that? What are we listening to? What voices are we listening to? What are we looking at? Are we back in the comparison mode? Are we, You know, all of these things that we go through in our friendships and relationships, but I can promise you if, if Jesus is the center, of all things and you we're going to see the fruit of that and even for those that that come into our life that we minister to and they try they they you know like it doesn't look like they're ever going to come to to the peace and they're always going to bring strife and division and things like that we get to pray for them and and praying for people is it's an honor and so yeah. I, you know, people say all the time, well, well, I guess all we can do is pray. No, we need to do that first. Okay. And if we're praying and if we're being sensitive to the Holy spirit and the only way we can be sensitive to the Holy spirit is when we got our eyes on him and not on us. And then we start to grow in that. So, okay, ladies. So this has been amazing. So final words, we'll start with Sarah. We're going to go all the way around. I want y'all to say anything you feel led by the spirit. Go ahead, Sarah.
1: Uh, yeah. While you were talking, um, uh, your last question, I, w- I was just remembering, you know, when I first got in to celebrate recovery, I learned for the first time that people could become my idols or right. oh my God, sure. like they, that you know, they can become idols just like, you know, a drug or alcohol or, you know, whatever is ruling your life It, it is that's your God. So if, right. if you can stay in tune with, the, the one Father, the one Jesus, the one, the maker of heaven and earth, everything. You can't go wrong. You know, he as long as you stay in touch with him, he's walking you with it through everything. You can't go wrong.
0: Amen. That's good advice. And I want you all to go and follow Sarah Taylor Young. She's an amazing singer, songwriter, uh, ministry leader. You can find her on Instagram at music And uh, you can find her on YouTube. And I just really keep your eyes on her music because it comes from a place of where uh, brokenness, where God restored. And it just it just flows out. So I I just love this young woman. Sarah, thank you so much for being here with us tonight. So so my my, my sister, Samantha, (laughs) final words. Yeah,
2: um, just I I feel like we talked about almost like the ABCs of relationships. We talked about abuse, boundaries, and then um, what was the the C character. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I think it's just really important. Relationships are important you know, I mean, it's how we thrive. It's how we, you know, we have relationships at work, personal um, relationships, it's like human nature, but we just have to be careful. Again, going back to what Sarah was saying too about making people our idols, but just also remembering that um, we have to first take care of ourselves you know, um, we need to pray for the people that um, are in our inner circle, inner circle, outer circle, inner court, outer court, you know, we need to pray for those people. We just need to also have discernment. I would say that that's like ABCD is just having discernment about who we allow um, to be part of of our lives. I mean, again, they're a reflection of us, I mean, and, and our friendship and, um. I'm not looking for happy people. There's no such thing as like a happy, you know, um, but there's joy. And that to me is the biggest thing is, is joy and whole, healthy, joyful, um, being careful about who you have. I can't even say that enough. Be careful about who you allow to be in your inner circle um, and who you allow to be your friend. Labeling someone as your friend, that's a big deal, big deal.
0: It is. And, and, it's, and that term is thrown around a lot. So listen, y'all, go make sure that you follow Build Her A Bridge. They just did a fundraiser. This is good seed to sow into. I'm telling you, Samantha is doing the hard work of tackling, uh, you know, teen mental health. And we all know that we are in a crisis whenever it comes to suicide. And, the, the you know, the things that kids are exposed to now is taking them into earlier anxiety and stress. And there are too many that are checking out. She's out there pounding the street. He's doing something about it so i encourage you go to build her a bridge Follow her as well. Follow everything that they're doing. We absolutely love her. So thank you, Samantha, for those words of wisdom. So now I'm a girl Greta. So okay, I, listen. I just have to. I just have to brag on Greta. I know Greta's mom. I know Greta's brother. I, they're amazing family, and I just absolutely love her heart. She actually was. I met Greta. She was one of my students, and uh, I I fell in love with her, her her spirit. And so I was like, I'm just gonna keep watching and everything. And you know how the high school years are busy. So as soon as she hit that senior year, I was reaching out going, girl, you got ministry call in your life. We're going to put you to work. So anyway, Greta, thank you. Final words for the audience.
3: Yeah. I would just say, I want to speak to someone who, who is in that place of, of needing that community of friends of needing a friend, anybody kind of feeling lost right now. Um, I just want to say that you're not alone Mm -hmm. and that, There is hope and his name is Jesus. And that in this time where you feel like you're floundering a little bit, you feel like you don't have a place that you don't fit in, that you just wish that someone would reach out to you. um, There is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. There's someone that you can have such an intimate relationship that can fill all of your holes in your heart, that can bring you perfect peace and that's Jesus. Mm-hmm. And in your time, in this time of trial or you feeling lost or alone, just know that he is the closest friend that you can have. And mm-hmm. it's in that time that a lot of times for myself, when I've been in that those places that he's grown me the most and that mm-hmm. I've gotten the closest to him and realize that when I'm with him, when I have that solid foundation to rely on, that close friend that he is to me, that I can begin to pour into other people, that I start to see other people in my life that I can reach out to, just like in the place that I was. But understanding that, you know, Jesus understands that we need friends, you know, even Jesus had Mm -hmm. had friends. Um, So just my encouragement would be to don't don't lose hope. In in this season of whatever it is you're going through, there is hope. There are people around you. Pray and ask the Lord for wisdom. Reach out to the Lord. He is our comforter. He is our closest friend.
0: Amen. Amen. You'll have to go into the Godfidence Today podcast and listen to the podcast that she did a couple months ago or last month or whenever. And, and just so that you know, this Godfidence mission uh, is to get encouragement out. It's a it's a it's a collaboration of many people coming together to give Jesus to for Jesus to be glorified, but to talk about the tough stuff, to talk about the things that people need to know about. So that's how we heal and that's how we grow in community. Thank you for. For those wise words so okay Victoria final word you want to say to the audience
4: Um, I would say to not prioritize your relationships so much that they replace the important things in your life Come like, on. like this, the, everyone says like the Lord is your best friend but people actually do like knowing that they have someone that they can talk to when they don't feel like they can talk to their family or when they don't want to just sit there by themselves and think about it um but i feel like it's important to not make your friends in place of the lord because nothing can really replace the gap that you that god fills
0: Yeah, that's very wise because we do get a lot of unrealistic expectations. People cannot feel what only God can feel. So that's so wise. Thank you for sharing that. Listen, y'all, you have to check her out. She has done some amazing teaching on reigning in him and kids. And you can follow that on Facebook and you can you can Google it. And if you can't find it, you just ask me and I will point you to the Carter girls because uh, Victoria is the oldest of the three girls. They have a musical band. They're very precious. Yeah, Sarah, they, they jam. Okay. Greta, she jams. Greta plays the harp. Okay. I'm telling you, these people are no joke. God has just poured all kinds of gifts and talents in them. And it's because they're yielded vessels and they're doing it for his glory. And I love it. So thank you, honey. I appreciate and love you very much. Okay. Vanetta, what would you, what's your final words to the audience tonight?
5: I would say that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So we have to really make sure that even as, People is looking for those friendships, that we are continuing to be people that are trustworthy and just people that are caring and people that are kind. Relationships take time to grow. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, and a lot of people that you may meet may be broken. They may have uh, just different things that they've gone through, maybe uh, have been betrayed in friendship. So you, some people that you meet is sometimes very fragile and you really need discernment and you need the wisdom of God. Sometimes you'll meet a person and the Lord will say, take it easy with this person. Just take it one day at a time. You know, you may be trying to give them steak, but they need a baby bottle. So just knowing those relationships as you meet people on how much to pour into them, you gotta know whether if they are a quart, a half gallon or a gallon. <laughs> so you know how much to pour into them as you meet them. But you know, I think as you begin to gain a person's trust, it's so important that we look at everybody that we interact with as a person that God loves. Mm-hmm. I think we can handle people a lot differently and a lot more better if we looked at each and every person as a person
0: that God loves. Wow. That's so good because you know that everyone is created in his image and we are called to people for such a time as this. And, but other times don't force yourself to, if someone else has called someone or stay in a a toxic relationship, because you think that you've got to do it. Like she said, they could be a quarter person, a half a person, a whole person. So what your close relationship should be made up of godly people that will speak the truth in love. (laughs) Excuse me. Speak the truth in love. Hold you accountable. Hold Mm -hmm. you to the fire. I just want to quote uh, C.S. Lewis. He had made a a comment where a good friend, and I'm paraphrasing this here because I'm going by memory, but a good friend is a friend that whenever you say, oh, you went through that too, or oh, you did that too. And, I, you know, where you can connect like that because God wants us to be able to encourage and inspire people in any season of their life. And so I'm just so privileged to be on here tonight with all these amazing ladies. And we want to personally invite you uh, in January. uh, We're going to have Samantha. We're going to have Vanetta and we're going to have. Sarah, they are all along with Greta, and they are all going to be a part of an event that we're having in January. But before we release all the information about that, I want to talk to you about an event that's taking place in Murfreesboro on September 25th. It is Godfidence 2.0, Relationships Matter. And we are going to talk about the keys to vital relationships, your relationship with God, your relationship with your parents and friends. This is this is for mothers and daughters and or mothers and uh, or aunts and, and nieces or uh, female adults with teen tween daughters, because we need to talk about this and we need to talk about boundaries. And we also have um, Jamie Kirsch, who is from the Uncommon Teen podcast, which is a very successful podcast podcast. She's going to come and talk to us. Uh, We've got Hadley Carlton, who Hadley was going to be on here tonight with us, but she is under the weather. Please pray for her as well. And then we're going to have Christy Neal, who is a speaker, author, coach, and a podcaster of Everyone Has a Voice, along with uh, just an amazing Godfidence team that we have put together. And the reason that we're doing this is because we understand that the enemy, it seems to think that he's winning, but not on our watch. We are going to speak the truth. We are going to come together. We're going to talk about the tough stuff. In January, I was blessed to have Samantha talk about um, identity. Hadley talked about purity. Greta brought some anointed worship. We, We really get real at these events. So if you don't like real, please don't register and send me a nasty thing saying, we shouldn't talk about that. We're supposed to be so Holy Ghost godly, and we don't think about those things. And we're not tempted, or we don't deal with those issues. Please don't come. And I know that sounds harsh, but if you really want your child to grow in the truth to where they can not only be walking in wholeness of who God has called them to be, but to be able to minister to others, bring your child, hear the truth. Let's talk about this. What does the word say? We know what the world says. The world says, you know, dog eat dog and scratch your way to the top and everybody's better than everybody and all that. We're not talking about that. We're talking about how can we as, as daughters of God, rise up to our full potential that he wants us to walk in. And so that we can help others. I think about Sarah and what she went through and how God is using that to help some woman who could hear her say, Hey, you don't have to live like that. And bam, you know, they get a revelation. If we're not real, if, and like Samantha's uh, logo for uh, builder a bridge is real, raw, and relatable, and that's that's where that's where truth comes through. So I want to thank all of you ladies for being on the broadcast with me tonight. We hope that you will event uh, or register for the event. It, you can go to Godfitins teens.com and registered for the event. And when you register, please, if you're a parent bringing a daughter, don't register for one register for two, because we got limited seating. And we want to make sure that we have the resources available for y'all that do come. And so uh, go ahead and get registered. If you have any questions, reach out. God bless you guys. Ladies, I love you. I appreciate you. And we will see you guys here. And if you miss this and you're just coming in and you're watching it, you can watch the entirety on YouTube and tomorrow it will be available on creative motion network on Roku. So make sure that you go back, you send this to your friends, family, coworkers, sisters in Christ. And, uh, and you men can learn some stuff here too. We're not saying the event is for ladies, but we, the word of God is for all of us. God bless you guys. See you next time.